Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and Arctic exploration fan. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, and secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 Today, in 1912, Norwegian explorer Roald Amundsen sent a telegram announcing that he and his team had become the first known humans to reach the South Pole. This marked a historic achievement in polar exploration, unearthing new information about geography and science. Let's grab our snowshoes and look back on how we reached the southernmost point on Earth. Between about 1897 and 1922, polar expeditions were the coolest thing. Yes, that's an Arctic joke, so sue me. This era was known as the heroic age of Antarctic exploration, as many explorers embarked on dangerous journeys through freezing uncharted territory to see what awaited them in parts unknown. At the time, polar expeditions were fascinating to the general public. It could even be considered a precursor to the space race that would emerge between the U.S. and USSR about 30 years later. In both cases, the competition between nations to reach never-before-seen places spurred great scientific innovation, expanding what we knew to be possible for humans to accomplish. Before he became the first man to reach the South Pole, Amundsen was already one of the world's most accomplished polar explorers. He made his first Antarctic expedition in 1897, and from 1903 to 1906, he led the first expedition that traversed the Northwest Passage, a sea route that connects the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans through the Arctic. For two years, Amundsen and his crew were iced in on the north shore of King William Island. They communed with local Inuit people, learning from them, and conducting research to determine the exact location of the North Magnetic Pole. After this voyage, Amundsen wanted to continue what he started. He set his sights on leading the first expedition to the North Pole. Unfortunately for Amundsen, the dream was over before it even began. By 1909, he was ready to take off for the North Pole, but then he learned that the American explorer, Robert Peary, had beaten him to it. But he didn't let this quell his ambitions. If Peary's crew could survive a trek to the North Pole, then why not set sights on the South one? In Antarctica, temperatures can sometimes reach negative 99 degrees Fahrenheit, making these expeditions a potentially fatal risk. Amundsen's years of Arctic experience served him well. He had the foresight to make a preliminary trip, where he left his supply of food along the route. He also knew to set up a base on the Bay of Wales, the southernmost natural harbor in Antarctica. At the same time, the British explorer Robert Falcon Scott was also trying to become the first person to reach the South Pole. Their expeditions differed in many small ways, but very key ones at that. Amundsen used sleigh dogs to traverse Antarctica, while Scott used Siberian ponies, dogs, and motor sleds. 
Amundsen's team triumphantly reached the South Pole on December 14, 1911, but it wasn't until March 7, 1912 that his crew made it to Tasmania, where they could send a telegraph announcing their success. People around the world celebrated the Norwegian team's achievement, but just a few weeks later, it was revealed that Scott's team didn't make it back alive. When the British crew's motor sleds broke down, they sent their dog teams back as just Scott and his four crewmates trekked onward on foot. Imagine their disappointment when they reached the South Pole only to find the Norwegian flag already secured into the ground. Due to uncommonly bad weather, the five British men never made it home. Still, the achievements of both the Norwegian and the British teams remain important to Antarctic science, even today. Now, the United States has a scientific research station at the South Pole called the Amundsen-Scott South Pole Station. Now, almost 200 scientists visit each year to study glaciology, geophysics, meteorology, and more. Life on the South Pole isn't easy for these researchers. The sun only rises and sets once per year, which means that for six months they live in total darkness. Even though they have state-of-the-art telescopes, they don't have consistent Wi-Fi down there. Still, these scientists relish the opportunity to focus on their research in a place unlike any other. Before the break, I'll leave you with one more fun fact related to Roald Amundsen. Now, if you've played as much Animal Crossing as I have, you might recognize the name Roald from another icy context. That's right, Roald the Penguin Villager is likely named after the explorer Roald Amundsen. So next time you encounter Roald on your virtual island paradise, remember the cold Arctic tundra where he came from. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's talk about music history. On this day in 1985, the iconic charity single, We Are the World, was released, achieving massive chart success around the globe. Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie co-wrote the song on behalf of a supergroup of artists who called themselves USA for Africa in order to raise money for famine relief in Ethiopia. The greatest stars of the era came together to perform on We Are the World, like Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, Cyndi Lauper, Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Diana Warwick, and so, so many more. With such incredible names behind it, it's no wonder that We Are The World became the 8th best-selling physical single of all time, and the first ever single to be certified multi-platinum. We Are The World raised over $63 million for humanitarian aid, which today would be about $147 million. What can I say? Musicians are powerful. And now for today's final segment, I'm going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a March 7th in my life. March 7th, 2017, I went on a field trip for my marine ecology class in high school. I don't remember exactly which tide pool we went to. I want to say it was, oh goodness, 
I'm not going to remember this at all. I can look on the map, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay, we did go to this one. We went to the James Fitzgerald Marine Reserve, which is probably one of the best field trips I've ever gone to. Seeing tide pools is one of the most incredible experiences ever, and being able to do research on the different species and organisms that were inside of them was so, so interesting. I got to see sea urchins, sea anemones. Um, there was a bunch of snails and mollusks. Uh, it was just like so cool. And the tide, we went at a specific time so that way everybody could walk around and you could really peek into what was going on around us. Genuinely one of the coolest things ever. I really miss being able to be in the Bay Area and like having access to these things. Like there were starfish in the water and I have pictures of my friends looking at them and um, just it was, it was so much fun. I really, really miss that. Thanks so much for listening today. Come back tomorrow for more weird and funky facts and please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. I'll see you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's three.